0: It all comes back to my record and how I perceive myself in the world. Hopefully inspiring people to stand up for their rights. Inspire by action, lead by action is what I try to do with my children as well, to prove that no matter how many times people knock you down or discriminate against you or try to shut you up or silence you, if you just stick to your guns and you stick to what you believe in, then nothing and no one can stop you. And hopefully that comes across through my actions and through through this record. You're listening to MLVC, The Madonna Podcast, your weekly get-together for all things Madonna Louise, Veronica Ciccone.
1: Hey guys, it's Tony. I'm a beautiful killer and I'll never be Alan Delon and we are here with...
0: Stefan, your, well, your other co-host on this Madonna (laughs)
1: Podcast. It's a rainy Sunday afternoon in New York City. We are downtown New York and Soho at the library where we're recording today. Yes. Stefan, how was your week?
0: It was really good. It was busy, you know, just living the dream here in New York City and fighting off the, the bros of West Chelsea as they <laughs> continue to party endlessly on their rooftops across from where I live. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a joy.
1: Well, get ready. It's just starting. Rooftop season in yeah. New York.
0: I know. I'm calling the cops on them and trying to dampen their, dampen their parade.
1: So this week, one of the things that got me through was the release of Crave featuring Sway Lee on Friday, which is the official second single from Madame X. Mm -hmm. And what'd you think? Well, let's get real here. Uh, The first couple of days, I was really confused. I was perplexed about the song, about the song. I could use every adjective to describe how I was feeling, but it just wasn't hitting me where I, it wasn't what I expected. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm still, I'm still waiting for that, like dance song that every Madonna mm-hmm. fan dreams about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so on Friday, I was in a bad mood because of the song.
0: Oh,
1: Actually, no, it wasn't Friday. It was before... Uh, I, I heard it on Oh, Wednesday. I know. Yes. So, yeah. yes,
0: Crave leaked, I think, midway through the week. Mm-hmm. I had seen it on Twitter, and people were saying, I love Crave. This is great. And I was like, how are they finding this? Where are they finding this? So, yeah. sadly, we live in a world where, yes, after a quick little internet search, I was able to find some site hosting a link to listen to Crave. So, of course... I listened to it. And before anyone jumps on any of us for, we downloaded we, the we single. We have already purchased the <laughs> album. I have pre-ordered it. So technically, I already own the music.
1: I received the download in on Friday morning in my email. It's in my computer. Yeah, exactly. I
0: already deleted the yeah, uh exactly. download. I never even uploaded that version. I just listened to it on the online. So, um this is what separates us from the other fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, I I get it. You know like I when any of her previous stuff leaked, I was always under the assumption where I was just like, I'm a Madonna fan. Yeah. I have worshiped this woman for 30 years, and if there's new music out there, I deserve to have it because I'm the person she wants to be listening to it. So, yeah. like, when Confessions leaked the week before and it was on some like a Japanese website and I found it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy the album when it comes out regardless. And I did. I, I think I bought physical and digital versions of it. And like a deluxe version of it and this and that. But I was like, I'm going to download it because I want to hear it now. And the fact that there was like, it always has made me not irritated. I, I, let's let's send out positive energy into the yes. world. I've, it's always challenged me knowing that there are like record company people or like PR people who get to hear all of this music before regular people mm-hmm. get to hear it. And... And I'm like, well, that's not fair. I'm yeah. like, Those are the people that shouldn't be hearing it. I'm like, let the fans hear it now. You know and I get it. There's marketing plans in place and they have to do a proper rollout and I, I get it. But I just feel like it's unfair that there's people in the world, mm-hmm. it's unfair that there's people who get to hear the music before the fans do.
1: I know what you mean. And you know just to go back a little bit, I remember when I, when music came out, I heard it three weeks before because a friend of mine had gotten a limited pressing uh, mm. and advanced promo copy like and a physical CD. Yeah, physical CD. Of the album or the song? Of the album with the uh, you know, the gold stamp over it. It's a do not. So you got to hear the whole album. I got to hear before. the whole album like 3 weeks before and like, what a treat. It was a treat. I was in a room full of people and you know, we were, you know, critical, we were elated, we were going through all the emotions. But what killed me about that is that I couldn't talk about it with anyone. Oh. And anyone, anytime I did, mm-hmm. I would mention it, and they'd be like, "How did you get that? How did you <laughs> let let me hear it?" Right, right, right. So it almost it's almost like a disservice, you know, because you can't share it with the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is great to listen to a Madonna album or a track mm-hmm. before anyone else does. Oh, I sure, definitely agree.
0: So yeah. Well, so yeah. I mean, when I heard "Crave," I um, now so unlike yourself, I heard it for the first time and. I could not stop listening to it. Like, Did you
1: take to it like a duck to water?
0: Yeah, I was instantaneously. It was an impressive instant. I was, <laughs> I was loving the crave. I there was something just so weird about the how she the the structure of the song and written by Stara, by yeah. the way. That was I, I was actually um, curious to see if any of the songs from Stara would end up. And because, I think they're all gonna end up. Well, you would hope. I mean, it's if it's anything like crave Mm than I think they should, you know, it was, it was great. But I, I thought that just like having, I mean, I I think with crave a lot of people are upset that it's now another song with a collaboration where people just intrinsically want Madonna. They Mm -hmm. don't want her with someone, a feature. uh, And I guess I rise would have been a, just a Madonna song, but it's not a technical single. It's just a, a promo song that she's just releasing out there, you know, no video. And I would crave to have, um, you know, another collaboration, this one with Sway Lee. I mean, I think it works again. Like, yep. like with Medellin, I think, it, you know, her and Maluma worked really well together. I think her and Sway Lee work really to, work well together. And um, I like that the song is kind of, different for her, but still sounds like a Madonna song. I I'm assuming she's singing with our favorite grills because her yeah. voice Yeah, her her vocals sound a little They're they're a little mumbly and I'm just A little. I'm i I'm assuming she's probably doing that for an effect as well as I mean I if you've seen the clips on of the video that she's teasing on her Instagram she does have the grills in. Now yeah. I know that she's not singing live at the video, but I'm assuming it's all part of the, the look and feel, the, mm-hmm. the styling that she sort of wants to come with that. And, you know, like R&B Madonna, you know, very, it's almost like uh, the woman from the secret video uh, sort of has sort of grown up and here 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 she is again. Back, M-
1: Madonna's back in the R&B land. And she's still in Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> And she's still walking down the street looking for her baby who apparently still has a secret. But, but her yeah. cravings are dangerous.
0: And uh, but so have you? Have your feelings changed on Crave since uh, we've had a, a couple days? Yeah, they time. have.
1: You know, by the time Friday rolled around, you know, and I, as, as I mentioned, I've talked to several people about it. Everyone, you know, goes from either I hate it on hearing mm-hmm. or it's got to grow on me or mm-hmm. what is she doing? I don't know this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had all those feelings. And... I found myself humming the song all day yesterday without having heard it since Friday. Mm. So I was like, okay, so it's it's in there. And it's I mean, it's
0: radio friendly. Yeah. If this was not a Madonna song, if this was anybody else, mm-hmm. it'd be like if this was Ariana Grande singing the song. It'd be number one on iTunes, right. number one on Billboard, number, like number one on Spotify. It'd be huge. It would be an enormous song for it, just like with Ghost Town. Exactly, you
1: know, like, Ghost Town flopped yeah. because it was her. This song it already is supposed to be a flop. It went to number forty-one in iTunes, and it's just not going anywhere. Which closer. is a shame. I yeah, mean, it is a shame. I, like, it's a shame
0: that she's not able to sort of like further her records in like those type of charts. Uh, and further her legacy in that way just because
1: of her ageism and, mm. you know, like that radio and whatnot. And I get it. She hey, said last week uh, in an interview, uh, no one wants me to be 60. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm guilty of saying that too. Like, what is she doing? She should act her age. But this is Madonna. Well, and... did you
0: see that Pierce Morgan uh, piece where yeah. he like ripped her apart? And I'm like, first of all, Pierce, when you're older and whatnot, I hope nobody is treating you the same way that you were treating Madonna. But second of all, I love that Madonna's pushing boundaries still at 60 and isn't afraid to, like, experiment with new music and, like... I mean, I get it. There's always going to be haters and people are always going to be, like, think that they can say what someone should do and what they shouldn't do because they've been a fan of Madonna and whatnot, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. I get it. But it's like, people, let's just be happy that she's out there doing something for us, you know?
1: Yeah, and what people never really bring up, too, is that in addition to all this ageism and all this, like resistance to her coming out with new music. She is an icon in this music industry and everyone wants to work with her. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to work I with her. I don't sing and I would love to work with her. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I would love a collaboration with Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can discuss that in a later episode. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you feel... may have had a collaboration with Madonna, yeah. but you'll, <laughs> have to, yes. you'll have to clarify that yeah. later. <laughs> uh, another thing about um, Crave is that this is, I, I guess the album is going to be Um, writing two different sounds from, you know, if I...
0: Current and more, like...
1: Exactly. For example, this song is not a Mirai's track. It's produced by Mike Dean. So there's going to be, like, the Mike Dean tracks.
0: Which might sound a little bit more, like, urban and street and then the Mirai's... And experimental, where
1: Mirai's is definitely dance, definitely experimental as well, but more... uh, He's going to be in charge of the world beat. Mm -hmm. that she keeps touting
0: about. Look, to go back to what you said, I hear you on, you know, like when I heard Crave was coming out, I instantaneously just, my wish was that it was going to be that big old Madonna dance track. Just, it was... With a rap breakdown. No, not even. Just like, you know, like... Like Get Together mm-hmm. or Nobody Knows Me or Impressive Instant. You or know, like, Spotlight. It was just gonna be some oh stop it. Spotlight. I liked Spotlight. I love Spotlight. That's Spotlight. a forgotten that's a forgotten gem that everyone d- d- looks over because there was no like technical radio edit, but um, I love that song. But yeah, we're every I think every Madonna fan in the world. And if you are listening to this and you are not this Madonna fan, then Please forgive me. I am not speaking on your behalf. Then, but for the most part, I think most Madonna fans are waiting for the the Madonna-focused single that is just like a throwdown dance track. Like that's what I'm coming out of your car window on the way to the beach. It's like a summer song. You know, Mm -hmm. like you just want. That's what I think everyone's sort of waiting for that momentous song. Yeah. Now, "Crave" is not that song, but I still think it stands as a really great Mm -hmm. single and. Would it have been better to release that first as opposed to second? I don't know because I think she needed some something splashy and Medellin with Maluma, it sort of set a good tone for that.
1: It set an international tone.
0: Yeah, and I do think, you know, it's tough. We're, we've only heard a little uh, drips and drabs of the album so far. We haven't listened to the album as a whole package. And when we get the whole album, I think it'll be easy to listen to everything. And I guarantee you people will be like, oh yeah, that sort of fits in now, or this, that, blah, blah, blah. But are we, you know, like Madonna is giving us appetizers right Mm -hmm. now and everyone's being overly anxious for the full course. Be patient, it's coming, it'll be there. But enjoy the appetizers right now, people. It's, you know, like these are some great appetizers that Madonna's cooked up for us. And you know, when when we get the, the big dance track, which I'm assuming is coming, we will have it to listen to forever and ever, and all will be forgiven.
1: Stefan, I feel like you're talking directly to me because I've been on the fence about every single song that has been heard and and you know and so far I, I've released. Yeah, and I feel bad about it and until I don't. But mm-hmm. you know, as a Madonna fan, i I get i I do get the guilt when it comes to like, oh my, I'm not liking this as much as I should.
0: yeah. Know? I mean, and we can talk about this in a bit, but all of her all of her albums whenever they would come out if there was like the first single that i didn't love at least she could sort of like redeem herself with the second single and we can get to that in a little bit but mm-hmm. um yeah i i do appreciate that where it's like if the you don't like the first single you pray that the second single is gonna be that anthemic amazing. And if it's, if it's then not that as well, then you're kind of like, oh,
1: what's going on? Or you could just say to yourself, hold tight, everything's gonna be all right.
0: Oh, the, uh, speaking of songs that should have been big and should have been released, I loved hold tight. Hold tight. <sighs> I was like, why didn't we get a video? And then she should have put that on the tour. Yeah. I mean, even if we had just gotten like what she did with like Virgin from Blonde Ambition, if we had just gotten a tour
1: video, it would have been great would have been so to good. see that.
0: And, you know, speaking
1: above, of videos, uh, we have a video for Crave, but it's not been released yet. Uh, hopefully this week before the release of the next song. Has to be, right? Has to be, yeah. But we've seen clips of it on her Instagram, and she looks Gorgeous. beautiful. Yes. No eye patch. Well
0: No, there's eye patch coming.
1: There's that, eye patch. You know. There's there's but moments there, there of are eye moments patch.
0: Moments of no eye patch.
1: Right, but there are also moments of no eye patch, long blonde hair, and beautiful clothes, which I is I love the styling. The I styling love the looks styling. really yeah.
0: good. I just it's obviously very different than And
1: I love the dancing. It's not her usual like stand up in a line and dance. It's very mm-hmm. like it's it's It's
0: flowy. It's and flowy sort of, and it's you it know looks
1: fresh and current yeah. without
0: being like overdone and it's still sort of it has a very Madonna feel to it
1: it's not overdone you got the right word there because I I love it when she kind of freestyle dances you Mm -hmm. know yeah it's
0: almost like it reminded me of in the give it to me video Mm -hmm. when she's dancing in front of the mirror as a very different than when she's dancing in the mirror and hung up. And hung but up, yeah. uh, it could—it so was a, sort of like, it was a freestyle more in Give It To Me. Yeah. And that's sort of what I feel like we were, were sort of seeing in Crave.
1: Yeah, the Crave video is in black and white, which is you know Madonna's go to. There was some
0: color, that, or was that just behind the scenes?
1: Stuff? I think that was behind the scenes. Oh, okay. And Sway Lee's also in the video, someone that I've never seen until I have Friday. No idea who he is. But he, you know, they, they seem to like each other and he seems to enjoy himself on this track, too.
0: Yeah, apparently. Uh, so Madonna was on uh, the Mario Lopez radio show. Uh, he interviewed her for, like, nine minutes or oh, something. Oh,
1: you mean the one on iHeartRadio? Oh. oh. <laughs>
0: uh, yes, iHeartRadio. Uh, I, I don't listen to radio very much. Is that online? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So are we. We're online, too. Uh, but uh, Mario Lopez interviewed Madonna. Um, she had just woken up from a nap, if you hadn't heard it. And oh, yeah. And she he asked her where how the collaboration between her and Sway Lee happened. And apparently Mike Dean, who produced some of the tracks, knew... Apparently Mike Dean knows everybody, and Mike Dean introduced her to Sway Lee, and it just worked out. And like you were saying, who wouldn't want to collaborate with
1: Madonna? Sway Lee has also collaborated with Maluma, and as most of you know, Mike Dean is mostly well-known for working with Kanye on all his albums as producer. And on top of that, we have another... Song, Not a single, but we have another song that we're going to be able to listen to this week because Maluma has a new album, and Madonna is featured on a track called Soltera, which means single woman. Mm. Not single ladies, but single woman. Not to be be, confused. Not
0: to be confused. I doubt anyone would be.
1: You know, a lot of people have been saying to me that Medellin is a Maluma track with Madonna featured on it. Well, how about... Soltera will be a Madonna track with Maluma featured on it, hopefully. Uh, I would
0: be <laughs> curious to see if that will come true. Mm-hmm. So also, we get that album on Friday. Right. Uh, so we'll be able to hear that collaboration. I wonder if it sonically sounds like Medellin or if it's very Maluma. I don't know Maluma music. I'm I really. don't either. I have not. Sorry. Sorry, Maluma. When, when I'll apologize, I'll apologize to uh, Maluma when we have him on the show yeah. uh, at, at some point. And... But until then, I, I'm assuming it's going to sound slightly different than Medine. but...
1: We don't know who produced it yet. We don't know if it's a single. We don't know if it'll have a video. But, you know, I'm hoping for all of
0: it. Yeah. Well, we'll we shall see. We also are going to be getting uh, a, yet another new Madonna song on Friday.
1: That's right. We have um, Future, Future featuring Quavo. That's how you pronounce his name. Uh, and
0: I, I i n I am I'm feeling the, the exhaustion from fans with their it's like another collaboration song. I get it, but
1: well, this has a little bit of a history because Quavo is one of the Migos and he put out an oh, album yes. late last year and Madonna was featured on a track with him and Cardi B called Champagne Rosé. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, eh, featured is, is... Featured is a very featured is a, generous a loose, term. Yeah, that's a loose, that's a loose <laughs> generalization there. but
1: I was so excited when that song dropped and I waited... Ate, I awaited to leave work to go home to listen to it because I, I just, I had to be alone and, mm-hmm. and oh, what a letdown.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, mean,
1: it wasn't, I mean, she had like her... She had one line was that was repeated. and yeah.
0: like just filtered weird and, but I mean, it was a dr- Madonna drought
1: at the time. So, yeah, and I mean, the thing was, that gets me is like if you're going to put Madonna and Cardi B in the same room, do something Latin, do something crazy, do something. Wow, uh, yeah. Now, nah, is... missed opportunity happened but, um, already. Yeah, not... it'll be,
0: I'll be curious to see sort of where Maluma's song with her goes and where. Because it's, I wonder if it's Madonna in Maluma's world mm-hmm. or if it was done along with Ma- Madonna's album and Madonna just said, here, you take it. Yeah. And she gave it, like, because. They're, they have another collaboration, bitch on Loco, and on Madonna's album. I'm wondering if it was just like they did three songs together in Madonna's recording sessions with him and they she, gave one to him. Yeah, and she was just like, you know what? I'll do you I'll do you a favor. Here, take this song and put it on your album. Because she wasn't gonna put three. Oh, she's volumes. not
1: doing him a favor because if her name is on the publishing on his album and his album sells Quadrillion copies. Oh, she's doing just she's fine. Right,
0: that's right. lourdes's great grandchildren will have their college fund. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Because
1: in the off chance that Maluma's album, this is the breakout album, and it sells more than Madam X, she's still fine.
0: Yeah. Well, I saw there was some mem. It was a picture of Madonna yeah. laughing. And, you know, because all these people are, are like haters are out there saying, oh, Madonna's new album is tanking. All these t- singles aren't going anywhere and this and that. And the, the mem was basically,
1: bitch, I'm still making money off of True Blue. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's she even like- she's even making money off Quavo's last album. I mean, you know, that album went to number one and sold millions of copies. Yeah. And she's got publishing on that. So she's getting a check every month. You yeah. know? she's you Girlfriend not, is she,
0: not hurting for cash, no. people. She probably does feel a little sad if her song doesn't go to number one. I'm assuming, you know, like, as people, we all want our things to do well, and if it doesn't, if the public doesn't embrace it, then, yeah, she's probably a little upset. However, she's if, not she's not crying at home at night after night being like, I'm a failure. She has a mansion, you know, yeah. like... Uh, she is, has several mansions. Yeah, she's flying on a jet, you know? <laughs> she's she's hair and makeup people swarming around her. She basically is, um, you know... She she doesn't even have to go to the Met Gala if she doesn't want to. That's the world Madonna lives in, so it's it's okay. She's fine.
1: Another recent (laughs) cash deposit to her bank account was the million dollars she received to perform two songs at Eurovision Festival Mm -hmm. in Israel next Saturday. It's coming up. I can't... It's it's, coming up. It's almost here. (laughs) We're going to do a special episode where Stefan will call us from Paris.
0: Yes, I'll be on the streets getting the the general feel of what it's like in Europe to be a Madonna fan.
1: I'm so excited to hear what our international fans and listeners will um, have to say about the Eurovision experience in each of their countries. Because Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm curious
0: to see how the reception goes for her, what type of performance it'll be. Because like, I'm assuming she's been working on it yeah. now. I mean, that's the only thing she's she's got planned coming up, but it'll be she's doing future with, uh, Quavo. And then she's doing like a prayer as well. So those are the two. Oh, is that what you
1: read or heard? That's what that's, I I mean, I
0: think it's been confirmed that that's what she's doing. Um, again, we're not a breaking news site here, people. So I don't have, and I don't have Madonna's people calling me up before we record saying, Hey, here's what Madonna's doing. We're just shooting the shit, just putting it out there. Exactly. You know, here's
1: what we'd like to have happen. And, you know, I do get texts throughout the week from people that say, hey, I heard this or, oh, I know this. And, you know, some things are speculation, some things are fact, but we want to share it with you guys. We want to talk to you guys about all this because it's part of the conversation. Right, Stefan? Yeah,
0: exactly. If there's, if you know something, hit us up, let us know. I don't, I mean, it's all, it's, we're all family here.
1: Yeah. On Instagram at MLBC podcast. I want to touch a little bit on the suspense, pathos, and drama of buying Madame X tickets. Mm-hmm. Yes. I uh,
0: Have you talked yourself off the ledge? And,
1: uh, the, I'm, the, has
0: the anxiety quelled somewhat?
1: Well, no. I just I just did something else. I did my eyebrows. I
0: <laughs> You're going to put that in every podcast episode. Uh,
1: you know, it's, it's, it's part of <laughs> <That's>, my repertoire. <laughs> what can
0: I say? That's like your candy shop. <laughs> like, Madonna keeps trotting out Candy shop in every tour now to make it happen, Tony, you are going to... The eyebrows quote is going to be Do something your, else. Yeah, that's going to be your, your constant.
1: So what we... You know, as we told you in the last episode, we had to request tickets for the show of our choice at the Brooklyn Academy of Music, a.k.a. the BAM. BAM. I... They added more dates and I thought it was going to be cute and get tickets for each show and then I realized uh, that each new ticket that you request cancels out the previous one. Mm-hmm. So I had to cancel everything and just go back to the, the first one. So on May 19th, next Sunday at noon, we will find out if we even got, got a ticket. ticket. I know.
0: Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. My One of my friends, uh, Rob, he had said to me, he's like, you do realize that the 12 dates at BAM, the amount of people that those 12 dates will hold could fit one night at Madison Square Garden. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know, that's... Uh,
1: We're not trying to terrify you. We're not trying to scare you. Be afraid. We are just giving you the facts. Be very afraid. (laughs) Well, I mean,
0: look, I want to go and I want to see the show and I put down that I'll pay top dollar not, not VIP I'm not doing VIP yeah. I don't need the swag but I would love to be close and but look at this point I'll just be happy to be in yeah. the goddamn room you know I mean I, even I if it's the $59 seats up in the back
1: I don't necessarily want to go I have to go uh, because I'm a completist it's your calling yeah it's my calling it's my destiny I mean like I
0: said I am fine with them trying to filter out you know Uh, ticket scalpers and make sure that it's actual fans getting the tickets by doing this request thing. I just wish that we would know that we're getting tickets a little faster. Yeah. Because to have to wait until the 19th to find out if I'm, yes, I'm getting tickets or not. I'm like, well, if I'm not getting tickets for the date that I requested, then I would try to request tickets for another date or something. I mean, hopefully what will happen is we'll find out that on the 19th that we don't have tickets and then we can like try for Philadelphia or, you know, something, Boston or whatever, you know, like just something else. That's the
1: plan. Lisbon, here I come. Yeah. Well, so
0: on that, I mean, what, what are your contingency plans if, if you don't get tickets for that? Like, and this question goes out to everyone as well. Like,
1: what are your plans? What are your feelings? What are your plans about this tour? You know, if, if you're not in New York, Chicago, and LA right now, what are you thinking? Um, you know, not what are you thinking, but what well, what I'm would you st- like? What would you like to happen? I mean, I'm really curious to find out what you guys think. You know, they tentatively announced Boston. They've tentatively announced uh, Philadelphia. Those are my two backups. Are there any others? I mean, there's no Canada.
0: There's no. There's no nothing Midwest. There's no. no there's nothing in the South. Right? No. It's and, like, and then this is, is very reminiscent of Girly Show, yeah, which was such it, a hot ticket, and but in much larger venues. Yeah.
1: And she in was... in, in, the, in the, the arena venues that she was used to being in. Also, in 2020, they've also announced, um, announced but not scheduled uh, London at the Palladium, mm-hmm. which is like giving me Judy Garland vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, in Paris, one of those big legendary theaters and also a big theater in Lisbon. I would expect more European dates because that's almost her bread and butter. Yeah, well, and she also did, I felt like her
0: post on Instagram where she was like sort of responding to the people shouting about her doing these small venues Mm -hmm. was, it was sort of cryptic because she's like, this is just the beginning. And I was wondering what that meant. Like, I'm wondering if she's doing small venues for now and then if, I mean, because we don't know what her plan is is there something else coming next year? I mean, what we're used to with the Madonna era is that she releases the album, she does the big tours, and then she takes a break, and then she does another project. You know, she does something else. And I assumed that she would do the album, she would do her tour, and then next year she would get to work on that movie that she had bought the rights to The Michael of the
1: Prince film, yeah.
0: And that's what I assumed she was doing. But the fact that she's touring in early 2020 is a little strange to me. I was assuming... And
1: she's also not touring back-to-back from the dates
0: as the dates show you. Yeah. Well, just because she wants... Mm -hmm. I don't think she wants it to be that heavy, hot and heavy. You know, it's... Let's let's give the girlfriend a break. She's going to be 61 by the time she gets on tour. And, you know, she likes her naps. So, but, you know... What's what's what does she mean by that? What is if this is just the beginning? Is there plans for maybe something else next year after these small mm-hmm. venues? You know, like with previous eras, like with um, with the Ray of Light album or with the Confessions album or Hard Candy. She was doing like super small venues. You know, like for Ray of Light, she did the Roxy, and yeah. then for she did um, Roseland for Confessions and. Confession. Oh no, Roxy for confessions and Roseland for uh, music. for music and for hard candy. So she was doing small venues, but that was only like one or two nights.
1: Yeah, those were promotional, right? Shows. Promotional
0: and like a way to sort of like test the audience and yeah. see what's what they're responding to and putting that out there, and then she'd launch the mega massive tour. I'm wondering if she's doing it differently to where like maybe she'll um, do. You know, again, she said on with Mary Lopez for her set list, she's planning to do 70% of Madame X songs. Which, you know, if she's doing a small venue, I'd I'm, I, I'm I think that'd be great to see just mm-hmm. have her do new songs. But maybe next year she'll do a stadium tour and it'll just be like a greatest hits or something. who knows what she's up to.
1: Yeah, I feel like this ticket request thing, um, Live Nation is probably testing the waters, this is an experiment. She's never done anything like this before. Uh, they need to know how many people actually would do this. Yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to look on that side as opposed to like my side where I'm like freaking out and saying I'm not gonna be able to go, what am I gonna do, and who am I gonna kill, and...
0: But, <laughs> well, it also sort of like, it's the supply and demand thing, you mm-hmm. know? She's now becoming a very sought after ticket that people wanna go to and now maybe a whole lot of people won't be able to go. Yeah. And it sort of like creates that anticipation, I wanna go, I wanna go, mm-hmm. I wanna go, but you can't. And it you know, like that seems much more attractive than selling three nights at Madison Square Garden and maybe not selling out and looking a little like embarrassed. That would like- be
1: headline news. Every time Britney wouldn't sell out a place, people would talk about it. Yeah,
0: and exactly like to not sell out a venue. At 61, then people would be able to, like, they'd start writing her off. Better, Especially since
1: she's never not sold out a venue. Yeah.
0: And it'd just be, like, that would, people would start saying, it's the beginning of the end. She's over. And at least this way, she's selling out these small venues. And she's doing something different. Yeah. And she's doing something different.
1: So I... I
0: Celebrate it, people. Have a celebration. (laughs) So... Come join the party.
1: You know, people have been mentioning that there's a Netflix special in the works, and now it's well, kind I've of... mentioned that as well. Yeah, it's kind of making a little bit more sense to me now, because, you know, after Bruce Springsteen's smash hit, one-man show on Broadway, where he played music for three hours, you know, it sold out, did really well, and that became a Netflix special. Mm-hmm. Why not the Madame X theater experience? Right, which would Netflix make
0: sense, special? because, like, I, and with that whole... Netflix concert special obviously the first one was with Lady Gaga mm-hmm. you saw it, it was her it was leading up to her uh, Super Bowl yeah. experience and maybe that's what Netflix is doing with this they're they're having they're showing the like creation of the album and then leading up to right the Madame X experience and then we'll get that in terms of I mean I would love if we got a documentary style like truth or dare version of Madame X mm-hmm. at the end of all of this. Uh, because it would be fun to sort of like have great footage of like yeah. whatever it is she's planning. We love footage. Yes,
1: <laughs> never enough, never enough. But yeah, it's it's just.
0: But it's, it's stressful.
1: It's stressful, yes. And we, you know, Madam not... X is very enigmatic. We don't know what that bitch is gonna do. <laughs> we don't. Madame X is a mystery. Madame X is also a homemaker. She's a mother. She's a cha-cha dancer.
0: She's a home wrecker. She's wrecked my home because of this, exam.
1: <laughs> She's a scammer. <laughs> She's, yeah. So we, we were saying that uh, whenever she comes out with a new album, fans have, you know, longtime Madonna fans know that there's going to be magazine covers. Yes. There's going to be magazine takeovers, actually. So the first one that we get is British Vogue with this beautiful, beautiful black and white spread by Merton Alice, Martin Marcus, Martin Marcus, yes, Mert Alice and Marcus Pigott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did you gorgeous. think of those? Photos? They're gorgeous photos.
0: Yeah, I. Um, it's just fun to be able to see finally all of the stuff that she's sort of been planning for all those months that she was teasing the endless teases that were just so infuriating and frustrating, now you finally are like being given this wealth of Madonna stuff. Like, it's, it's kind of fun. It's non-stop. It, like every day we're getting new, new, new. So like again, I, I get it. People are frustrated with certain things because they're not going the way that they are, but like I am sitting back and just loving the tsunami of Madonna that we are getting on a constant week basis. Like every week since mm-hmm. Medellin came out, we have been getting new, 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 new. You're know, like, oh, I mean, we didn't even talk. Like, the Medellin remixes.
1: Oh, yes. You know,
0: like, those are out there, which are kind of fun and dramatic and, like, ready for the club. I think they should have came out a little sooner. I think so, too. Like, I think that, like, to, in today's day and age, like, release the single, and then maybe, like, let that single live online for, like, a week, and then push out the remixes. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's go, people. You know, like, get them out there. You know that they were ready. They...
1: Especially when we all know that a Madonna remix is going to go to number one at the dance club play charts. And, it's and, you know, that's where she gets all her number ones these days. So let's.
0: Well, I just think in terms of scheduling, you know, like Medellin was out like a month ago and now we're already on a second single. To release the remixes of the first single while the second single is coming out, it just seems like, I mean, who knows? Maybe they're just thinking, let's just put out as much as possible and... It'll, some of, some of it will stick for some people and some of it will, like, really work for other people and everyone can make up their own minds. And it's, it's, it's a new way of doing things for Madonna singles. Uh, you know, gone are the days of, like, a prayer and then five months later we get Express Yourself and five months later we get Cher... You know, and everyone's okay with it? Yeah, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it's, it wasn't that long. But,
1: you know... Now, it, we're in a new era musically. Uh, people don't really release singles. I mean, they don't really release albums, they release singles or they release a whole album all at once. Right, and and, you know... We've been in this with Madonna for a long time, so this is where a lot of my, fr- I mean, I don't know about you, but this is where a lot of my frustration comes in. I was like, I just want a traditional rollout, mm-hmm. but I'm not getting it, and I'm going to have to get used to it and stop being a brat about it.
0: Mm-hmm. You're and- basically, you're, on, you're looking at the Madonna boat in the in the dock, and you're on the, you're on the dock saying, I don't know if I want to get on the boat, but the boat's starting to take off, and you're like, well, you're walking along the dock as the boat's going, and it's like, Tony, just hop on the boat.
1: Yeah, just hop on the boat. There's music when you get on.
0: <laughs> There's the good appetizers waiting, and but yeah, I um, I the uh, the British Vogue uh, pictures are absolutely gorgeous and stunning. I love. I mean, the cover of her in the tub. I love that she's like fully dressed in the tub mm-hmm. too. It's not like she's naked and like taking it, like she's bathing in her clothes.
1: It's amazing that we get a Madonna photo shoot where her legs aren't spread. <laughs> yeah. Well. Exactly. I thought
0: that was a very mature photo spread. She's fully clothed. There's she's nothing naked. You know, like it's all very respectable. She's right. paying homage to I think some poets, and uh, it's she looks gorgeous. I like the dark hair on her, and you know, fo- I mean, Photoshop to, to the nines, but it looks great. And uh, I mean, Marcus, they always do a great job photographing with her. I just thought it was very very different. There's nothing sexual about the photo no. shoot at all, which is kind of fun.
1: Right. And when you say mature, I know that you mean evolved, not old
0: correct oh no no i don't mean no when i say no because uh, M- madonna has been i mean i mean she's been a mature woman for a long time now you know she's smart and educated and uh, she knows what she's doing i would never say old in terms of i mean she's older yeah. than us and older than she was the last era but i mean i i think as everyone ages and as people you know like you're perception of what is old shifts as we go, mm-hmm. you know, I I would, I would, or I would hope, you know, I would hope yeah. that like our listeners out there, if you're in your early twenties, you know, you have a lot of life to look forward to. And, and you
1: have a lot of Madonna to get into.
0: Yes. And, and, you know, she's paving the way for what it looks like to, you know, and she addresses that in mm-hmm. the article. And if you haven't read the British Vogue article, um, you know, she talks about how she's being chastised now for trying to do and experience stuff at the age of 60, you know, like she's being criminalized for being a 60 year old who wants to be provocative and and current and mm-hmm. you know and it's like oh but I so like this is something I'll post to you why does Cher not get the same flack that Madonna does Cher's out there I mean if you saw I think I saw video footage of her I don't know what her last performance was at some venue and she was in the turn back time outfit with like you know I mean it was netting and like opaque and whatnot but I mean she's flaunting her body and singing and dancing I'm like why is Cher not getting the same flack
1: I don't know I mean Cher shows off her body but she's not asking you to fuck her and I feel like that's what Madonna does it's
0: a little safer with
1: Cher right and I feel like that's what Madonna does and people are like wait I'm uncomfortable by this yeah you know well and
0: I get that but I kind of I I still think it's funny I know know, I I, I, I love that Madonna sort of like it's like Here's this horny granny coming at you. i yeah. you was know? <laughs> like, okay, I get it. You know, Drake probably wasn't prepared for her to tongue him on the stage at, you know, Coachella, but she did it. She and it's did like, it, and it was a, a funny moment, and I, uh, I applaud her for doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you
1: know, and even after all her nips and tucks, she's still a beautiful woman who keeps herself in good shape.
0: Yeah, her, uh, she's she's looking good these days. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I need her dermatologist.
1: Like when, whenever these people say like, oh, what is she doing on stage and that get up and why is she showing everyone her ass? I say, take a 60-year-old man and put him next to Madonna. She's going to outrun him. Well... Or she's going mean, to outperform him. She's going it's to... It's the same thing like Mick Jagger yeah. or Iggy Pop.
0: No one's flagging them for being shirtless and hanging their junk out on stage. You know, it's like... It is. It's, it's a woman thing. And people are mm-hmm. being... Unfair to her because it's like a woman at 60 is supposed to be, you know, like a, a, a golden girl. You mm-hmm. know, it's supposed to be Estelle Getty in Golden Girls.
1: And it's like, no. I saw Morrissey live on Broadway last night. And at the end of the show, he takes his shirt off. And let's just say that when Madonna exposes herself on stage, it's actually pleasing to the eye. Oh, was Morrissey not a Well, he's, me? you know, he's a man in his late 50s who doesn't go to the gym. Oh. And, you know, he's... He's got that, like... Why did he take his shirt off? He does it every show, and people freak out. And does he, was... like, throw the shirt in the audience? Yeah, he does. It's a thing, but... Did
0: somebody, like, have a fit when they got the shirt? Oh, there were tears.
1: There were tears <laughs> all over the place. But, you know, if Madonna was in that kind of shape and she took her shirt off, it would be an international scandal, as Freddie the Man would say. Mm-hmm. But, no, it's it's a man... So I, I get it. it, I don't like it, but I get it. Well,
0: it also means that Madonna has good PR people because if Madonna was taking her shirt off and it made international news, then that, that team was working good.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So we were talking earlier about Crave and that brings something up that I kind of want to delve into is that after the initial shock, if you will, of the first single and the rollout and the exposure, there's the second single, and when that hits you, it kind of lands you in more of like a a sense of recognition of like where Madonna's going, I, I would say. Or you would hope. Or you would hope. You know? Yeah, I, I assume like... If the, the jury's f- still out with Madame X.
0: If the first single, basically with her albums and her eras, the first single, if the first single doesn't properly establish the tone and feel of the album, the second single re- either reaffirms the tone or, or takes it in another takes direction. it in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess you know, like now is a good time to sort of look back on all of the previous second singles mm-hmm. of Madonna that she's had throughout her career and see if we can sort of think will this bode well for Madame X with Crave or will it not? Um, you know I mean again because we haven't heard the album usually with all of Madonna's second singles we've heard the album by the time the second single comes out Yeah, that's just how it would it was always first single and then there'd be like a month and then we'd get like the album and then the second single would usually come out by them this is a very different rollout so we're getting singles and other songs before we get to hear the album proper mm-hmm. so we can't sort of like figure out like and again I think that's where a lot of some of the the anxieties coming from is because at least with some of the previous albums we get the first song even if you're not that on board with it by the time the album comes out you can find your album favorites and then it helps you love the whole album and era as opposed to I don't like this single I don't like that single right you know so that's where it's a little problematic right now is because we're hearing songs and if you don't love any of them you're like having a heart attack because you're like I don't love this era of Madonna and it's like it's okay have faith that there is going
1: to be one song on the album. I just you're- told someone that the other day. There's gonna be that one song that you love and it's written yeah, just just like, for you. It's you gonna know? you're
0: gonna hear it and it's gonna smack you across the face, you're gonna fall down on the ground, and you're not gonna be able to get up for a week.
1: This happens to me every album. I hear tracks before, and then when I hear and I I'm not sure or I'm confused or I'm feeling hurt <laughs> about it. But in the end, when I listen to the entire album in um, in context with those songs it just it makes sense and it's and it just it's a new it's a new experience for me I, I was listening to rebel heart a lot last week and just from beginning to end and i realized that like that album works really well mm-hmm. in that in that way oh sure as opposed to just taking like, it apart taking and just it like apart. single by single yeah, yeah sure,
0: absolutely. Sure, sure all right so let's dive in so okay let's... because
1: i'm a list queen i'm gonna ask you for your top five.
0: Oh, top five second second singles that's right <laughs> uh, uh, alright all right, let me hold on I'm looking at the list uh, alright this is in no uh, uh, this is in no specific order this doesn't mean like the first in no order yeah, of yeah, importance yeah, exactly So thank you very much um, <laughs> alright I'll just say um, I'll just go from earliest to, to, to current so I'll, I'll go uh, Papa Don't Preach uh, I will go um, deeper and deeper uh, sorry. Uh, girl gone wild. Oh, this is um. Oh, and I'll, I'll, all right, fine. Ray of light, ray of light. Sure, I don't know. I, I mean, I love all these songs. This is really hard. Oh, me too. This is a really difficult list. Um, okay, you list yours and then
1: we can talk about them. Okay, I like burning up. Oh yeah, that's even cool. though I didn't. Understand it was a single at the time. I thought it was an album track that just happened to have a video because mm-hmm. it seemed kind of like as soon as Lucky Star came out, Burning Up disappeared.
0: Right, right, right.
1: From the TV screens, you didn't well, see it again. Well, that's because Lucky
0: Star was less sexual than Burning Up. She's exactly. not. She's, and she's not. She's not having an orgasm on a street. I loved
1: Express Yourself. I mean, that mm, that changed. I know. I think that changed her sound. The remix.
0: I love that, yeah, the Chef Pettigone.
1: Yeah, that changed her sound, the remakes, and then the video established her as like, mm-hmm. don't fuck with me. Well, that was just such an iconic video. Yeah. I love Take A Bow. I love that it was so different from everything else on Bedtime Stories. It didn't It didn't inspire any confidence. I mean, even though we'd heard the album by the time, but it didn't inspire any confidence. It was like, oh, this all sounds the same, mm-hmm. because it, it, it didn't. Um, Take a Bow is like a little slice of Canto pop. It's very Asian influenced, mm. but it also has R and B influences due to Babyface's production and, yeah. you know, uh, guest star vocals. And of course, Take a Bow isn't it Madonna's biggest hit in her career. Is it? I think it might be. I mean, it was number one for like half the year.
0: It was a like, yeah. Well, and the video was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. the video
1: was gorgeous. So Take a Bow was a momentous moment because it took us away from. It took us away from everything erotica gave you and that made people upset with Madonna mm, and take mm-hmm. a bow it was like, Oh, here she is. Yeah. I love sorry. I I loved it more than hung up. Oh I lo- oh yeah, I loved it more than hung up. I love that the video is a continuation of the hung up video. Well, who I...
0: doesn't want to go to a roller rink after watching that? Oh
1: my God, I don't want to wear a leotard, but I do want to go roller skating yeah with Madonna. I, yeah, and you know anytime Madonna's in a party bus mm-hmm. slash limo mm-hmm. as in music, well, how to run fun cast of characters, and yeah, it was it was her going out and having fun and dancing, which is how we all like to see her. Mm-hmm. I like give it to me at the time because I felt like it was a little dancier than the rest of the music on Hard Candy. candy, I loved the video. I remember being in Provincetown that summer and dancing to that song every day at the tea dance and just living the best life I could possibly live. Yet, after the tour, I never wanted to hear that song again. Yeah, it's not
0: (laughs) one of my go-to Madonna songs anymore. I liked it when it first came out, too, because Mm -hmm. it was dancy. But I think the... I liked some of the remixes better than the the album version. Yeah. The, album version the Paul was, Oakenfold
1: remix is really yeah, good. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's yeah. just uh, yeah. But I but yeah, I don't really listen to that song.
1: It's, I don't listen to it anymore. I hear
0: it every now and again when I re-listen to Hard Candy and I'm like, "Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a good song." And then I like listen to it for like a day and then I yeah. and then I just leave
1: it alone again. I mean, when I go back to Hard Candy, I go straight to Miles Away, but that's for our third episode countdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, our third uh, single countdown. I like Ghost Town. I love a Madonna ballad, like Take a Bow. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the Madonna ballad queen on this podcast. Yeah, you will be. (laughs) I'm the Madonna dance queen. Whenever she comes out with, like, an adult contemporary ballad, I am shedding tears Mm. and I'm, you know, personalizing every lyric, you know. She wrote this for me, for my situation. I walk into a, you know... Dwayne Reed, uh, which is a pharmacy here in New York, and I hear a Madonna Ballad, I'm, you know, I'm going to stay until it's over. <laughs> so Ghost Town is one of those for me. It should have been a hit, as we mentioned earlier. It hits all the notes. But, you know, it's Madonna, and she's older, and uh, it's not going to get played on the radio. And for the last one, I am going into our honorable mentions. You know, oh. these are singles from albums that are not original albums for example immaculate collection had two singles and the second single was rescue me which is like i stan it's so so good
0: good. oh and that the guy that interviewed her after the billboard awards and was yeah the
1: billboard reporter i think his name is keith keith caulfield Caulfield, yeah
0: um who runs his own podcast
1: which i've listened to it's great i don't know the name of it yet, but I'll... It's pop TV or something, like, Pop something, something. He loves her, by the way. He's you a all, big fan. Yeah,
0: he... Actually, that was a really great interview, yeah. and the two of them, like, he gave... She gave him an eye patch to wear, mm-hmm. and they had, you know, like... I mean, I know you don't want an eye patch, Madonna, but if Madonna gave you an eye patch... and. Wanted to take your picture, you would totally put that eye patch on it.
1: No, ride. I wouldn't. If Madonna you gave totally me an eye would. patch, I would say, Can I trade this for a rosary? No.
0: <laughs> but in that interview, he asks her if he could do like a fan request for three songs on the next tour. And he mentions Rescue Me, and she actually takes that on board. Mm-hmm. And I would love, people would flip if yeah. she did Rescue Me.
1: But here's the thing I don't think that Rescue Me can be performed live without Nikki. Harris, and Donna DeLore. I don't think they're coming back. I don't think they're coming back well, either. Well, I
0: often wondered if she would want to do Rescue Me just because the message of Rescue Me is sort of anti-feminist at yeah. this point. It's all about some man coming in to save her, and I just thought that was why she never did it in the first place. Yeah. Um, but I, I also think it. another it's
1: reason a- that it never really, like, was taken to the next level is because there's a song by D. Light that came out earlier called The Power of Love, and it sounds a lot like... Rescue sort you. of I mean rescue yeah. me is such a great yeah.
0: 90s house song it's beautiful it's I mean I would if she was to redo it it would not sound like it does on Immaculate Collection no. which would be unfortunate because I think people are thinking oh if they see is on the set list, they're going to expect it to sound like that.
1: It, it has to sound like that. The remixes for that song
0: were terrible. Yeah, but you know she's going to redo the 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 sound. It's not going to be a 90s house track when no. she performs it. If she if she does rescue me and it's changed to like a ballad, like remember in Girlie Show when she slowed down like a virgin? That was terrible. To that awful super slow German version or whatever, like a virgin. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is she doing with this? Like, mm-hmm. just do the song proper, Madonna. Like, come on. It was slowed down for Blind Ambition, and that was as slow as I wanted it to get. Um, she even slowed it down, I think, even more for uh, MDNA, yeah. right? I mean, again, it was like, come, let's put a little beat on it, Madonna, let's go. But if she does that to Rescue Me, fans will revolt. Like, can you imagine? After all this time, mm-hmm. never performing Rescue Me, And then she makes it a fucking ballad and people would just shit themselves.
1: I think the best thing for her to do with Rescue Me was to do a straight-up house, you know, the original version with the house music influence and meld that into Living for Love and just make it like a house moment.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just do it. Just live it up. And throw Vogue in there, too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Did you have any other honorable
1: mentions? Was that... The other... I can't even say honorable, so... Um, the other mentions. <laughs> so there's "Hanky Panky," the second single from "I'm um Breathless." Does mm. anybody remember that? Yes.
0: Well, <laughs> was that really a
1: single? Yes,
0: it was a single. Not it an had an official single. It was an official
1: single. single. It had a twelve-inch too. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. bare bones mix.
0: That's right. That purple album. Cover. Yeah. The,
1: it was a. It was. It was such a cash-in. I mean, it was literally. Like a cameo of Madonna's face from the um, Breathless album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so lazy. I hate. I hated owning they it. They must have had like some sort of license
0: deal. Like she had to do a second single just for because there was no video. They or... wanted
1: remixes. They wanted yeah. remixes. You yeah. know, and it was also featured on the Blonde Ambition tour. So it came out mm-hmm. right in the middle of the tour in June. So I you guess know, they expected the people. They went for it. Um, the second single from the second single from Evita was "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina."
0: Oh, right, because it was You Must Love Me, and then... Right, and they did the whole remix of Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Right. Which
1: I kind of uh, like They're really good. I kind of to the remix of that. People love the Miami mix of Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. She... This is the best remix she's ever done in my...
0: Well, she re-sang the vocals. She Mariah.
1: re-sang the vocals the way that Mariah does for all her remixes. Which
0: I've always respected always about. Always respected I've and admired. I love that about Mariah. Whitney Houston that did that, too. She would go in and mm-hmm. re-record the vocals specifically for the yeah. remix, and that was, I think the only time madonna has ever done that
1: and it was amazing because there's so many like um improvs and there's so many riffs that are different and nikki and don are out of control you know are they on that yeah they're on that she it's, brought him back for that I yeah guess. she brought him back for that it was it's so good and here's the thing it's criminally underrated it's unavailable anywhere i was gonna say it's not
0: on spotify it's I don't, not it's on spotify on, is it on itunes, iTunes? nope Oh, so you actually have? I see. I have it because I bought the the,
1: the maxi, CD single, the maxi single, the maxi single in the digipack with I think four different versions. There's two remixes and two um, extended dubs. Yeah. Anyway, if you don't get know it, seek it out. It was really good, and Spotify, you know this iTunes. was a big radio hit too because I remember coming to New York that I, December. It was December '96. Mm, well, that's when the movie was out. Yeah, but that's when the remix dropped. At the same time. Yeah. December 96, I was in New York, I was you know, picked up from the airport, I was taking a cab into the city, and I heard the song twice,
0: mm-hmm. on,
1: you know, uh, what was it, uh, 1027...
0: Oh no, you mean KTU. KTU, yeah.
1: Yeah, 1035. So yeah, for that entire week that I was in New York... <laughs> when I... we used to listen to the radio. Yeah. Well, I mean... I guess you do if you're in a cab still, but... True, and you know, if you've lived in New York for a while, you hear music on the street all the time.
0: Everywhere. Cars.
1: Cars, stores. Roof,
0: the bros of yeah. West Chelsea having their rooftop parties. bros
1: parties. Yeah. So that's one of the things I love about New York is that you actually get to hear the song of the summer. hmm You know? Um,
0: You're sort of like, un- you can't avoid it. It's sort of like yeah. living
1: around you. The summer I moved to New York was the summer that Waiting for Tonight came out. Um, if you were here, you know.
0: <laughs> oh yeah that was always on that, that
1: was, was always on so yeah don't cry from argentina the miami mix was all over the radio and now it's missing i think um i saw a picture of the single cover on the side of a milk carton ah. for something to remember she had a second single that was love don't live here anymore the remix
0: it was slightly different than the version that was on the album and then it came out again too wasn't there a There was another version. There was a a promo
1: only DJ remix that was like it was like a. I think I had that too. Yeah, the not above and beyond, it was, or love to infinity remixes, something something like that. It was really good. I loved, I loved everything. Going on, she gave us a fresh video. She gave us a fresh video. It was
0: excruciatingly long before we moved Mm -hmm. in. Like, I get having it was a very conceptual video. I I mean, I get having like a one take video, Mm -hmm. but like, move the in a little faster, you know. it was literally like two minutes before the camera moved at all. Yeah,
1: and the situation with that was that she was shooting a Vita, but she had to do a video. Uh, she has. Expressed that she found it really difficult to take herself out of character to be Madonna for this video. Uh, They flew in Jean Baptiste Mondino, a frequent collaborator, to Buenos Aires to record this in a beautiful. It was a great.
0: I love that room. Those little sweeping curtains with those marble columns. Oh yeah. She looked. Fantastic. The windswept hair. Well, but if that was when she was filming Evita, they must have shot that right at the beginning because she got pregnant. She got pregnant. And she was ballooning during the filming. Mm -hmm. And she's in that like really super sheer. It was the same dress that she wore to the the VH1 Fashion Awards. Yeah, it was the lace see through. It looked gorgeous. But I mean, she was super skinny in that. Mm -hmm. So that must have been like right at the beginning of filming.
1: Yeah, she looked great. And when that video came out, I was living my life because. Something to Remember came out after kind of like a long drought. We were needing new Madonna music. We mm-hmm. knew Evita was coming up, but mm-hmm. it was going to be a while. Yeah. It was going to be another year, actually.
0: Right. And then we said, well, and there was like, she says in the liner notes of that album, without fanfare, she just released the music. I yeah. mean There was no like teasing. There was no, it was just like, here you go. Yeah. And here was, you go. Here's, got- like, here's a collection
1: of old tracks with some new tracks. And, uh, and that was it. That was it, and it was great, and we got three videos, which was unexpected. Right, but for, it was... You'll
0: See. You'll See. Love, Don't, and, Don't Live
1: Here Anymore. And uh, uh, I Want You. I Want You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Featuring I liked, I,
0: so You'll See was great. I thought
1: yeah. that was probably, like, the, the, that, that was not the second track off that. That was the first single. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I Want You was scheduled to be the first single, but Motown Records... Owned the rights to it because they put it on their Marvin Gaye tribute album. Right, right, right. So they would not let Madonna release it as a single for her album. I see. Which hurt. Well, that's okay.
0: I mean, it was. Yeah. We still got a video. It's a cover. Yeah. Great, gorgeous video, by the way. She looks. I love that. Mm -hmm. The acting in that. Superb.
1: Yeah, yeah, waiting for the phone to ring.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, the next a rotary. Exact rotary. A yeah, rotary The phone. next um, honorable mention is "Revolver" featuring Lil Wayne, and that was the second single from Celebration. What do you yeah, think about that one? Yeah,
0: I, I look, I'm, I liked it in M.D.N.A. Yeah, the performance of it. I mean, still, I'm. like... Yeah. If you go... I'm still in amazement where if you watch that performance, she basically goes from standing in the choreography. It's like during the, the during the rap breakdown. Yeah. Um, it's her at the corner of the triangle and she's doing a whole bunch of dance choreography with the other women. And she goes from standing into a tumble salt and then stands back up again in six inch heels. And I'm like... She was in her fifties when mm-hmm. she was doing that, so I think for me, I did not appreciate "Revolver" when it first came out. When I heard it, I was like, mm, "This isn't. This doesn't sound like a Madonna song." It, it, I knew she didn't really write it, and she was like, um, I, "I mean, but I appreciated it." Yeah, I, you know, like I think I appreciated it more once I saw the performance on stage. I agree. But after that, I was like. We can uh, just like appreciate the song and appreciate the performance. And
1: I, I found the song unlistenable when I got Celebration. I, I was I was completely perplexed as I yeah. tend it to just, be with it, these it, things. I wanted it to. I think I wanted it to
0: be dance like Celebration. Yeah, and it wasn't. And
1: there were remixes too that made no sense. But I I kind of just filed the song away and just didn't listen to it. But yeah, just like you when M D N A came out. I was like, oh, I like Revolver, and it still gets stuck in my head. So yeah. if a song gets stuck in my head, it's 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 doing something. There's
0: something, yeah, I, I think it was I just wasn't prepared for it at the time. Mm-hmm. And then
1: it didn't like, fit in the context of her other music. Yeah. But on the show
0: It works. It works. And I yeah. think that's like been with a lot of some of her like, for instance, you know, like I loved Girl Gone Wild as the second track yeah. because I felt like it made sense. Whereas Gimme All Your Love and it sort of was a little, a lot of left field. It just seemed not inherently like a Madonna song.
1: That was a complete marketing tool. Absolutely. Live, yeah, I mean, it was the first Live Nation project, and they were trying to do whatever they could. Yeah.
0: I mean, and but I think a lot of times with her second singles, that if she hadn't established the tone by the first single, yeah. the second single did a great reinforcement of that. You know, you have like a prayer, and then Express Yourself follows up, and it's sort of like, Went one two and mm-hmm. it's like wow this is amazing you know same thing with like you have a song like secret come out and then take a bow just reinforces the lushness and amazement of that album yeah. you know like we have frozen frozen comes out and it's like it's such a wow factor between the sonic difference of that song and then the video And then she releases Ray of Light. And Ray of Light is like, Literally a Ray of Light. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) You went from dark to light. Yeah, it's so different and so up and ethereal and wonderful. And, yeah, you know, like a lot of the first songs, if you weren't on board the second song, you couldn't not be on board. So, yeah, I get where you're going with like,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. you know, her... Collaboration with Maluma for Medellin, it's like, well, I like it, it's good, but I'm not necessarily 100% on board. If Crave is now the second official single, it doesn't quite have the impact that Mm -hmm. you want a second single to have. But I still think it's a great second single, um, but it it, it was not the anthemic dance song that I I was wanting.
1: Yeah, my my best friend told me the other day, he's like, I don't know if I'm down with all this Latino Donna stuff, but... (laughs) That's how she opened that door, and that's not what else is coming out that door. Yeah,
0: well, and that's, I've heard, you know, feedback from people being like, this
1: isn't what I want. Well,
0: there's other stuff coming, you know? You never know what. I mean, we don't know what else is on the album. Don't
1: you love how now that we have this tiny voice through this podcast that people come to us? with complaints suggestions and yes. concerns. Yes, no, look,
0: we are more than happy to listen to your complaints and have mini therapy sessions. If mm-hmm. you, you know, um, we're not handing out phone numbers, but, um, cause I'm not getting calls in the middle of the night, but you can feel free to reach out to us whenever you'd like.
1: I, I love knowing that people are listening. I also have been receiving a lot of direct messages and, Text from people, you know, telling me, oh, I love what you say, but I would also like to hear this. Mm-hmm. And I trust me, I'm taking all this stuff into consideration and you will hear your suggestions we in upcoming hear you.
0: shows. We're taking notes. Mm-hmm. We're writing it all down. And yeah, you'll get... I, I would like to make one request to listeners, please stop sending me nudes. Um, <laughs> they are unsolicited and I just don't want them in my inbox. I haven't received any nudes. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I can send you some. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Not not of me. I mean, of our our listeners. Um, But I would say to the people sending those, I applaud you for the great amount of uh, interaction that you have with fruit. There's some... That's all I'm going to say.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm going to add this. Uh, If you do want to send nudes, make sure they are Madonna nudes, (laughs) 1978 to 1980.
0: Oh, I would like some from uh, some sex
1: book outtakes. So 1991 to 1993. Yes. There we okay. go. Okay. So those are the nudes we're interested we. in. <laughs> yes. So a couple of the other second singles that we didn't discuss are... Actually, you know what?
0: No, well, we didn't say... So there's also Material Girl.
1: Mm. Um, Material I mean... Girl was a very attention-grabbing yeah. second single because of the video. I want to meet her. When? Now. Uh, and also because at the same time it was widely reported that's where Sean Penn met Madonna, so there's like that that mythology about yeah. Material Girl. You know, uh, it was her Marilyn meets. Yeah, it was
0: great. I yeah. mean, look, the video was great. It's it's such a pop moment. You know, mm-hmm. like when you think of early Madonna, you think definitely Material Girl. Um, but it's also a place that
1: we want to get away from. <laughs> mm, yeah, I
0: mean, well, you know, I mean, she she does it, but yeah, I mean, she did an MDNA, and I thought it was it was nice that she pulled, sort of pulled that back out of the back catalog. Yeah. Um, we didn't mention Don't Tell Me.
1: I love Don't Tell Me mm-hmm. and I, 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 I
0: have often, uh, when I have been super lazy about Halloween, I have put on a cowboy hat and a uh, sleeveless black button down with some dark jeans and when people ask me, oh you're a cowboy, I'm like no, I'm a backup dancer from Madonna's
1: Don't Tell Me video. <laughs> it's, it's high concept, low effort. When they opened up the first Old Navy in New York, I think it was like on 34th Street or something, I walked in there to see what it was because I'd never been into one of those stores, and there was a, a plaid flannel shirt that looked just like hers, and I bought it for like $9, and I wore it until I couldn't wear it anymore. Mm-hmm. And every time I wore it, I was like, don't tell me to stop. I'm wearing Madonna's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a great song. It- it's, so, no, it's such a great song. I love the video. It's so mm-hmm. iconic, and I love that she sort of like was continuing the, mm-hmm. the loose like, cowboy theme uh, with, you know, having the... I mean, the her backup dancers in that video were hot. Oh, I
1: mean, yeah. Like,
0: the choreography's on point.
1: And it was another one of those instances where the second single sounded nothing like the first one. It's mm-hmm. not going to sound anything like the third one mm-hmm. either. But it's a standout track. I think it's one of her more artistic tracks. Mm-hmm. It's a collaboration with Joe Henry, so he gives Yeah, that, he I love that. He gives her that alt-rock uh, indie cred.
0: Um... We also... Uh, we forgot about Hollywood, oh, yeah, which is a much
1: do. maligned second single. Mm-hmm. It was an, another one that she really, she really tried to make Hollywood happen.
0: Well, the VMA performance.
1: And also the Hollywood Into the Groove medley.
0: Yes, with the, her, her little gap sponsorship.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was like, oh, yes, let's do this project, but Hollywood's going to be the song.
0: Yeah, I I feel like there were other tracks on American Life that she could have released that maybe would have been better but i don't know american life is a strange album i love that album to death i
1: love the album as well but i think I don't played really- from beginning to end yes. it's a solid record it it it's a soundscape it puts you in a specific place in time
0: but as far as like I would have had trouble picking singles as well. Yeah, I mean, if, if it was if the record company had called me up and was like, "Hey, we're trying to plan out what singles we should release from American Life. What would you like to hear next?" I would have been like, "Nobody knows me." Yeah, it would have had to have been nobody knows. Nothing me. fails. I don't know why nobody knows me was not an official yeah. single because that performance in and we we'll, we can talk about Madonna best favorite Madonna tour experience. Uh, you know, in a, in a in a pre. Uh, a future episode, but, um, yeah, Nobody Knows Me it would have
1: had to be, you know, I th- When I first heard Nothing Fails, I thought it was, like, a prayer Nothing Fails was
0: great as well. I mean, like, I think that would have been a great single, but I think, yeah, it was a little too similar to, like, a, mm-hmm. uh, a Like a Prayer-esque choir and all that just like gospel madonna i loved
1: it but yes hollywood had an amazing video too it was beautiful it looked great even though she ripped it off from guy burdon and she was sued by his estate but hey she wrote a check and everything came out in the wash but yeah it was a beautiful video um it just you know the american life era was tough for a lot of people yeah it just didn't go over well musically it's it's one of my favorites but as far as, like, the singles and the videos, it, it it just, I don't know, it didn't have the desired effect, I don't think. Yeah, and I think that's all of our second singles. Yeah, I mean, from I mean, Running just, Up to Crave. Yeah,
0: there, there you have it.
1: All right, Stefan, so we've already discussed what's going on this week, and we've got Eurovision, and we've got Soltera, and we've got future, so get ready, people. Our next episode, we're going to be discussing these and other
0: amazing Madonna moments still to come, and
1: who knows what
0: little golden nuggets she's going to drop on us between here and then.
1: Every day on Instagram, there's something that you can chew on if you want to talk about yes. things did in your she,
0: mouth. Uh, so it's, um, she posted, did you see the the Mother's Day posts that she did and Lourdes was she was asking Lourdes's approval of the jacket and I love when Madonna takes the the jacket off and Lourdes comments oh I like those pants <laughs> and you know that Lourdes is like totally stealing those pants oh, from Madonna. yeah and then she Madonna goes to hold up another jacket and Lourdes basically just like does a side-eye and like shakes her head and she's like Madonna tries to defend it it was such a mm. hysterical moment because here's Madonna actually listening to Lourdes for advice and you're like Madonna do whatever you want I know you know like it's just funny that she's looking at her daughter and uh, but her daughter's beautiful Lourdes, I love Lola Lourdes I, is gorgeous I know
1: she's a private citizen but I would love to hear more about her and you know and she ain't gonna she ain't, she
0: ain't she's, she's waiting for for uh, years from now when she'll write a little tell-all
1: book or something I don't think that's gonna happen I think when she was born and Madonna had her sign an NDA with her <laughs> fingerprint So that's definitely not going to happen. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. So let's, you know, we mentioned it a couple times before. I'm going to say it again. I would love to hear from you guys. Uh, Send us your suggestions, your comments. I love that every time I speak to someone about my podcast, they tell me their Madonna story, their Madonna journey. Uh, their run-in with her uh, just happened yesterday I was with my best friend and she's like oh do you remember that time I was at that restaurant in LA and Madonna was sitting on one side of me and Sandra Bernard was sitting on the other side of me and you know I'm going to tell you the story another day but you know stuff like that you know so if you have any run-ins or if you have any uh, personal stories that uh, touch on your Madonna fandom let's let's hear them and uh, we'll put them in a future episode. And we'd we'd love to share those with everyone else yeah i agree i'd love to hear that all right you guys that's it for this week oh it's over
0: already it's over already but this time goes by so not so slowly no
1: but no, um, not this time yeah thanks
0: thanks for listening guys we appreciate it we have fans from all over the world now that are uh, tuning in we hope that we're doing a good job for you
1: yeah check us out wherever you listen to podcasts like and subscribe rate and review Visit our website, www.mlbcpodcast.com. And we'll catch you next time. See ya.